Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out in Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know... Put them together for Monday on B&E, halfway through a busy Monday. Good, bad, and ugly continues. Recapping the busy weekend. Also talked with our friend Chris Level, Red Raider Sports. Also Tyler McComas covering the Sooners, recapping their spring games in spring, as uh, the Longhorns did last Monday. We're also, Buck, at the bottom of the hour, dive into a little bit of the Alabama spring game. You watch the Colorado spring game with Deion Sanders. We'll talk some college football coming up, your impressions of those. And uh, one more visit this morning. We're going to go to Waco and check in with our buddy Craig Smoke on the Baylor spring game for Dave Aranda, uh, how they're looking coming out of spring and their level of optimism coming off a a, a down year for the Bears after winning the Big 12 the previous year, winning the Sugar Bowl. Last year, not nearly as good. So we'll talk to Craig Smoke later in the show. Also, maybe uh, get some more. Our buddy Jeff Howe is going to jump in in the last hour. Maybe have some more information and developing news around the Texas basketball program, which got two great pieces of news yesterday, which we'll recap here coming up in our headlines. And as we said, Buck, wasn't a good weekend for the Texas baseball team. Not at all. How about the comments of uh, David Pierce? Yeah, he was very disappointed. I mean, he sounded hurt almost, you know? He says, uh, we're going to make some people kind of miserable. They get great music, great food, everything they receive here, but you have to earn that stuff. That was one of the worst days of my tenure at the University of Texas. We were embarrassing, embarrassingly bad. Yeah, we're getting a lot of Specs Text Line folks who were at the game saying that's the worst series they've seen of watching. Well, I mean, you got to make your opponent beat you. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you got to throw but strikes. It, but it's, and it's not just from this weekend. This is a carryover from last weekend Well, and when they won the series. Well, and look, if if it's true, which I believe in sports and certainly in baseball, confidence is a snowball, right? When you're feeling confident, things look easy. It's like putting in golf, Buck. Sure. When you're feeling I mean, good about it, yeah. the, the cup looks big. You can't wait to, 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 to roll it in there. When it's not, it looks like it's about a you know a pin size hole, and you just you, you, this is where this Texas baseball pitching staff feels right now. And there's such up and downs in baseball. E, I mean, once you get on a bad roll, you can right same thing. Snowballs get, the other way. Yeah, you can get yourself on that and kind of stick on it from weekend well, if, to weekend. If, if confidence can snowball good, it can yes. also go the other way and become a negative. And it feels like that's what this pitching staff is doing. They know they don't want to walk people. They know they need, they need to throw strike one. They know right. they need to. But as our great friend, the late great Augie Garrido, used to say. In a game like golf or baseball, when you start trying to do something, it's usually going to be bad. You just need to trust your training, just do what comes naturally, get out of your way, and and execute what you're trying to do. This Texas pitching staff is not. But yeah, and if you have it in a big way like they're doing, they're not just walking one or two guys or three guys. No, I mean eight. Yes, eight, and you're and then hitting batters. Yeah, the, the the second and third inning against Oklahoma were just 
you know, walk after walk after walk, and you're not making the team earn it. You give them credit for having good, you know, good plate discipline, but at the same time, with the number one defense in the conference, you get to make them put it in play. Gosh, and if they hit a solo home run, okay, uh, not likely with that Oklahoma team. They don't have a lot of power, so you know, let them hit the ball. Use your defense. I mean, these are you know frustrating things for the Longhorns, but um, you know, this will be an interesting week for David Pierre. I shouldn't say interesting. This is a critical week. Yes. Because if you go too hard, this team can still go win the Big 12. They can still do good things. Well, they're, they're right there. Yeah. They're, and these pitchers well, that well, are— What a drop from first to fourth in a hurry. That's how quick things well, can change. Well, how, but it's also how jumbled the Big 12 is. Yeah. That no one's running away with it. West Virginia's sitting on top right now, but, you know, this is a long season. There's still plenty of conference play. but So it can go the other way, too, or you can get this corrected and move forward because the pitchers who are struggling have also had success this year. So can you get them back on the confident side of things? Mm-hmm. Behind Lucas Gordon and Tanner Witt, likely to return this week at some point, likely this weekend at TCU. What a jolt that could be for a struggling pitching staff right now coming off the weekend. Also, Buck, on the uh, we'll get back into these headlines with Dylan DeSue and the the big man news for the Longhorns. A lot of folks weighing in on the C.J. Stroud debate we had last hour. You know, is a cognitive test what is causing tech, the Texans and maybe others to you know throw a red flag on C.J. Stroud? Let me say this again. Because several people said, well, maybe the Texans are trying to provide cover for not taking him if they don't like his agent. Look, this 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 story came from Bob McGinn, and I know for a lot of people that won't mean anything, but for me, who loves the draft, Bob McGinn's pre-draft analysis has always been must-read. I mean, he's done, he's been doing he's put out a brief, uh, a week or, or two, like ten days of pre-draft info for thirty-nine years. Uh, out of used to, used to be at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, now he just does it online at his own website. And it is as thorough as it gets. And it's not like shock jock stuff. It's not bomb throwing. It's not clickbait material. It's just in-depth analysis. And right, the quarterback situation with the C.J. Stroud revelation came last week as part of a five-part series. This one was on the quarterbacks. And he went into the whole cognitive testing and this Nashville-based group and how you know people in the league look at Bryce Young and see he scored a 98 on this, this laptop test. It's about you know how you how your brain processes and how quickly you read things and do things, and that, that C.J. Stroud scored an 18. And the way Bob McGinn wrote it, here's what he wrote: he said, "The newest thing in judging athletes is S2 cognition." He talked about the Wonderlick test and other tests, psychological tests they've done in the past, and since he's been doing this for 40 years, he said it's a base, business base in Nashville. Uh, S2 testing has developed as a reputation so strong in the industry that it undoubtedly will affect. How, to some degree, how quarterbacks are drafted. Suffice to say, the candidacy for Alabama's Bryce Young as the top quarterback was only strengthened by his uh, performance in the S2 with a 98. Uh, obviously, the draft stock of C.J. Stroud, possibly the number two prospect, took a hit. Um, he talked about Joe Burrow's 97 that he scored when he was the number one pick in 2020. Uh, the test is described as a 30- to 45-minute exercise conducted on a specially designed gaming laptop response pad that will record reactions to to two milliseconds, measures how players process, make split-second decisions, anticipating, reading, reacting, and adapting to the game as measurable skills. Uh, And again, Bryce Young scored a 98, C.J. Stroud scored an 18. Somebody said, well, maybe the agent for David Mulligetta, who lives here in Austin, doesn't want C.J. Stroud going to the Texans, so he leaked this, this information got out. This came from one of the more reputable sources in all of draft coverage for four decades. Uh, is just part of a story, and I, I think it's it explains at least in my mind where the disconnects. We've been asking this question for weeks. Well, what happened? It was Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young, C.J. Right. Stroud. What is the difference? Well, this very well could be the reason that you know cognitively he's just not 
on par. It doesn't mean he's a dumb person. It's not an IQ test. It's no. not. It's not the wonderlick. It's it's just how his brain it absorbs things and reacts to them, uh, and that's what the position. And they would is. prefer the highest number. Yes. And, and a good quarterback to go along with that. That's just another well, measuring so scale. If you're for the them. Texans or the Colts, everybody drafting in the top five, you have to pay attention. And to they it. all see it. It's not like they're. Not, it's not hidden yeah, from it's not anybody. Only the Texans have this information. Yeah, it's everybody. Everybody sees it. They they uh, eight hundred. They, they uh, this company gave out eight hundred tests to prospects over the last several years. I mean, everybody takes this test now, and for, you know some positions it's not as important. Quarterback, it's the most important. It's it's quick thinking. Uh, reacting on the fly, and I would also say this for the quarterback debate. You know, Bryce Young's tape when you watch him shows what we're talking about here. If he scores a ninety-eight, well, how many times have we talked about him, 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 his calmness in chaos when the pocket breaks down, when things go awry? Bryce he Young doesn't panic. Doesn't right. panic. Everything's right. calm. Everything's good. He makes a right play. He moves his team. He gets out of the pocket. He breaks contain. Whatever. C.J. Stroud, the other hand, outside of the Georgia game, which was brilliant. When chaos ensues, CJ is not so good. Even the most ardent Ohio State fan would tell you that. That man, when when things are good, let's also remember for CJ Stroud, he's been you know for his career, he played with you know three or four first round wide receivers, True. two first round left tackles. He's got a lot of good players around him. And but it, but when things go bad for him, his his processing struggles are on tape, not just this test. And that's where again, and the I'm, defenders will be the best in the business that he'll be playing against. Correct. And as this story from Bob McGinn says, according to League Insiders, they not every quarterback who scores well on the test becomes a good quarterback. Correct. But they've never had a quarterback do poorly on it and become a good quarterback. Never. So again, if you're the Texans drafting two and you want to invest a pick in your franchise quarterback, that has to be something you're paying attention to. It just does. Uh, you can readminister the test. You can say, hey, can we do this again, CJ? I mean, we, we need to see this because this is important uh, to our evaluation of yeah, the Yeah, you're player. right. It's very similar to a, if you got an offensive tackle that can only bench press 225 or whatever they Six bench. Six pounds. Six times. That's not going to work. That'd be a big problem. Yeah, it would. It well, would we really would be, like you as a player, but you're, you've got to be stronger than that. Yeah, I mean, you had a, did you have a bad day? Okay, when we go to your campus and you lift one more time more than that, that's not a bad day. Well, you got to think about it like this: if you're if you're a wide receiver and you run the forty yard dash in four eight, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> sure it is. We yes. thought you were faster than that. What are you, Larry Fitzgerald? <laughs> yeah, we thought you were faster than that. That's a problem. And again, it doesn't mean he's not a good player. It doesn't mean he can't be a good player. It doesn't mean you don't draft him. You just don't draft him too overall. He may catch every pass that hits him in the hands, but that four eight is not going to work. And I will say this: after as, as someone who's been a draft nick and a draft nerd forever, the NFL has been begging for something like this to try to tell them to try to get inside the brains of a, of a, a quarterback of how he sees the field, how he reacts to things, how quickly he reacts to things. Yeah, and the fact that Brock Purdy did so well is going to give you an indication of what people are going to think about the quarterback right. position, whether you're short, tall, or whatever. Well, think about Brock Purdy. He, he, he reportedly had the highest score of any of the quarterbacks last year, right? And he was the last pick of the draft. So he, had a lot, he didn't have a lot of the traits that you're looking for, size, mm-hmm. arm strength, you know, the, 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 the measurables. But what did he have? Cognitive. Right, he had the ability sure. to process quickly. Doesn't panic. And what did you see when Brock Purdy got on the field back in when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt? Calm. Yep. Understood what was no decision was making was good. Yep. On point. Ran the play. Uh, that's obviously that's important. And look for any team drafting the top ten, and you, you're considering C.J. Stroud, you'd be crazy not to consider that. I mean, that has to be a big part of your evaluation of said player. Like the the story that came out about because uh, the, there was a big kerfuffle last week that and most um, and, and like you say, more so on the quarterbacks. I mean, 
you're not going to worry about Will Anderson in that unless Will Anderson is just going to line up offsides every time. No, that's not a nearly as important of a right. test for a defensive end. Um, but but they've talked about in football how for safeties and sure, linebackers. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your vision, your what you what yeah, you how see, how you see and react and quickly yeah. react and get where you need to get. Uh, but for a quarterback, it's even more important. We've always compared them to fighter pilots. I mean, it's happening so fast, and milliseconds matter. And the ability to to take it in and process it and deliver up and, and make a decision is really the position. Uh, they can all throw. They're all good athletes. They've all played quarterback a long time. But obviously, the NFL is the highest level, and the defenses are the fastest, and it's the windows are the tightest, and all the things we talk about. So you want someone who processes at a very high level. Sure. But um, you know. You know, the, 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 so if you're again, if you're looking at it, it has to be part of your evaluation. Well, no, it, it would really be, does. it would be, it would be for me. I mean, I don't care how great the guy was on the field. I got any any other tool that can help me with the decision on on a top ten guy. I need it. I'll take it. Right. And if you're Nick Casario and you're about to pick, you get one more shot at this. Yeah, because if, if not, you're all gone. If you took him and well, it didn't work out. Somebody said, well, if Houston doesn't take him, then the Colts will take him. Maybe every team is going to evaluate this, and it's all part of the full body assessment. Now, because here's the thing, the folks who do administer this test and folks in the NFL would tell you that this probably isn't something you can teach. You can get better at it, but it's like running a 4-3. You can't teach someone to run a 4-3. It's an 8. It's, it's, a, it's a talent that they have that separates the good players from the great players. And when you're drafting two, you want a great player. And you're not going to see the same thing over and over because they're going to change up. That's why that's Correct. why you're playing the best of the best. Things things will change. I will say for the fair fairness of the conversation, uh, the owner of the company that administers the test has said that you know he, he didn't say specifically, but he said some of the numbers he's seen out there are false. But I go back to the Bob McGinn thing. Bob McGinn is not looking for clickbait. He's not putting stuff out there. Because, again, there was controversy last week that, uh, gosh, who's the Notre Dame quarterback that got in trouble in this conversation? What's his name? former Notre Dame quarterback, Brady um, Quinn. Brady Quinn. He put a story out that he heard that, that C.J. was falling, C.J. Stroud was dropping in draft boards because he he skipped the Manning Passing Academy, and he didn't tell them that he wasn't coming and that he you know, kind of stiffed him. Well, it turns out that he never committed to go to the Manning Passing Academy, so it didn't matter if he didn't show up. And a lot of people rightfully got mad at Brady Quinn and said, look, man, why are you trying to you know, put, put false information out there? I don't believe if you go read the Bob McGinn story on the quarterbacks, he's trying to put any – it's just the information he's learned from multiple sources of what C.J. Stroud scored versus what some other he's – he's got the scores of a lot of quarterbacks who are going to be drafted in this draft on Thursday and into the weekend. So that would be my take. Just another tool. It's, it's, it has to be an important part of the process if you're the Texans, the Colts, anybody considering C.J. Stroud. And you know me, Buck. I've been on the C.J. Stroud bandwagon for a long time, as I think that would be the guy. And, well, this kind of gives me an explanation of, okay, now I see why they're not in love with the player. That would give you pause. And maybe yeah, I mean, even even the Colts are going to look at that test, too. Now, they may take him. They may be in that desperate mode to take him because they may just say, you know what, there's some other things that he does well that we'll take a chance on. And if he sees enough things over and over again, he'll get better at it. That's good. That's got to you know? be your discussion. Can we teach him? Can right. he get better at it? Can he improve at it? But is that a is that a, a concern you are willing to take when you have the second pick in the draft or the fourth pick in the draft? And there are other like Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback who Ty likes, scored a you know an eighty five on the test. He did quite well, which would tell you okay, well he's got better mm-hmm. cognitive. Again, this is an IQ. No one's saying anybody's dumb. No one's saying anybody's not smart. It's a completely different conversation. I mean, I mean, how many folks? I, there there are several parallels. You know, if you're a race car driver, Buck, if you're an F1 driver, you, you know, fighter pilot, these are the these are the things you have to. Be, not everybody can do that. 
There's just you just can't. You know, not everybody runs four three. Not every. You know, it's just you're trying to to separate the good from the great. Yes. when you're trying to draft a quarterback to run your franchise. Absolutely. Is it the be all end all? No. Should it be an important piece of information you consider? I would say yes. Hey, let's dive into the headlines, trending topics to start this. Uh, uh, Monday morning, one more time, including great news for Rodney Terry and the Longhorn Hoop Squad. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And yeah, Texas basketball, quite the Sunday for Rodney Terry yesterday. People have been waiting for some uh, clarity on the upcoming roster for the season. Well, a pair of major announcements yesterday provided some of that yesterday. First came word that Dylan DeSue, one of the key pieces to the Longhorn Big 12 Tournament and Championship run, is returning to Texas for a final season. Uh, then last night, Longhorns earned the commitment of Virginia big man transfer Caden Shedrick, 6'11 power forward, one of the few post impact post players in the portal. He visited Duke and Missouri along with Texas, and he's looking to showcase more of his offensive game with the Longhorns. He will have two years of eligibility remaining. NBA, quadruple header of NBA action yesterday. How about the New York Knicks? They're up 3-1 over Cleveland. After their first round series, they win at 102-93. Golden State, thriller. They held on to beat Sacramento 126-125 yesterday. Uh, they even that series at two apiece. Road teams of or home teams have won every game so far. Boston whipped Atlanta three to one to take a ser- the three one lead there, and Minnesota avoided elimination by taking down the Denver Nuggets in overtime, one fourteen one oh nine. Major League Baseball about the Houston Astros may have jump started their early season over the weekend. Went to Atlanta and swept the Braves. Three straight wins, five to two yesterday. Another huge hit for Jordan Alvarez in the eighth inning to tie the game, and then Alex Bregman with a big knock in the ninth to. Uh, Put the, the Astros ahead to, to, for good. Rangers took the rubber game of their series with Oakland. Same score, 5-2. Round Rock won in Sacramento, 3-1. And in soccer, the early season Blues continuing for Austin FC on Saturday. They lost to the previously winless LA Galaxy 2-0. Verde were one of the top goal-scoring teams in the league last season. That has not been the case so far this year. They have not scored a goal since March 25th in a match with Colorado. They fall to 11th place in the West. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a fool this month. Come to Top Gun for great deals on steel lawn equipment and Toro, Hustler, and Gravely mowers to kick off spring. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Somebody asked, do they know Stroud's Wonderlick score? They don't administer the Wonderlick test any longer. They don't. You know, that one, they, again, they're trying to find something that can simulate and tell them what they need to know about a player's cognitive ability. And this is so far the closest, and the outcomes have been generally... Like the ones who score very high on it turn out to be pretty good quarterbacks. Not every time, but as we said, the those who do poorly have never turned into a good quarterback. So, you know that really is a is a fascinating conversation for me. Four days to the draft. Also, Buck, uh, good news for Rodney Terry. That's big time, right? We yes, talk, it is. And we're going to talk to Jeff Howe from Horns twenty four seven late in our show last hour, probably our last segment, because there could be more developing news. And all eyes are now with the news of yesterday that Dylan DeSue is back, which. You know, we had heard all along that they were feeling really positive that Dylan would return after exploring his professional options, and then uh, Caden Shedrick, who you know, six eleven, skilled player, uh, he thinks his best offensive basketball is to come because in that Virginia system, it's you know, defense and low scoring games. And, yeah, he will protect the rim and a rim protector, rebounder, and remember, Ron Holland is coming in from Duncanville. He's the five star, you know, best player in Texas, one of the best in the country, and most people believe he's one of those immediate. He's not. He'll he'll remind you in his body type and stature of Dylan Mitchell, but he's much more advanced and skilled in his Mm -hmm. offensive game at his age. Uh, Can handle the ball at 6'9", can go to the basket, good shooter. Yeah, if you get Hunter and the kid from Moral Roberts, it'd be fantastic. Well, and I had heard yesterday from some messages I was sending that they're feeling pretty good about Dylan Mitchell because Tyrese Hunter's testing the NBA waters, so is Dylan Mitchell. 
some some early thought. Again, no guarantee that maybe Dylan Mitchell could return and be a part of this roster. But right now, what you know is you've got Desue, Shedrick, Ron Holland, likely Tyrese Hunter, and the the kid you mentioned is one to to keep your eyes on big time. He's their number one target in the portal. His name is Max Asmus. It's spelled A B M A S, but it's a German name, so it's pronounced Asmus. Uh, he is um, not just a player from Oral Roberts, Buck. He is a four-year starter Scorer. there. Two times the Summit League most valuable player in the whole conference. He's uh, you know 20 points a game, 40% from three, 82% foul shooter in his career. He's out of Dallas. And just uh, he and, and Tyrese Hunter would be a dynamic backcourt to go with the, the front court we just talked about and uh, you know the other players that have already committed to be here. That would be this, that's the one to watch. And I got to think after getting both Dylan Asubak and the big from Virginia, if if Asmus is in, well, man, you're you're there's the foundation. Nice, yeah, you got a nice foundation. Well, I mean, the the Big Twelve. I mean, you would have one of maybe the best backcourt in the Big Twelve, which is a good place to start. You might have one of the top front courts in the Big Twelve with with those three. Uh, but obviously, you need that. You know, Brock Cunningham's coming back. You have some other pieces that are there. But I don't think if you could get Asmus, you'd be done. You'd still be looking to. Is a kid from TCU? In the portal, the big man, their big guy. He committed to Georgetown, I think, right? Did he? Somewhere, yeah. Or, well, like, or Biggie School. That's huh. right. right. LJ LJ Cryer, the Baylor transfer, went to Houston. Right. I mean, so Houston's going to be really that. good. I understand that part. Yeah. And then, um, you remember? You remember the kid? Who was the? Uh, gosh, Houston had the big, tall, six-five guard. Um, Tank was his name. Am I right about that? He transferred to Arkansas. I mean, it's just there's so much movement, and if you're Texas, you're just trying to. To land some pieces, and somebody said, "Is he really six eleven? Well, he's listed by Virginia by this website. I'm looking at six eleven. I've seen six five, six ten and a half. Six ten, okay. Six ten and a half, six eleven, two thirty five, uh, athletic, big. And we know what Dylan DeSue is. And boy, that's a. Can you project Dylan DeSue to come back and continue to to pick up where he left off in the last fifteen twenty games of the season? His offensive game, yeah, where he's a face the basket scorer to go with another big who you can kind of play off of down low, and then a, a guy as skilled as Ron Holland as a freshman with a backcourt like we described. I mean, that's you get you get Max Asmus to commit. Now you're you're certainly a contender to to be back in the mix at the top of the Big 12 for Rodney Terry. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still, with Morris leaving, there was, there was just something more to it than I – I can't get my hands around it, but I just I, – Change was, the scenery. You know what I'm saying? There was something to this Everybody deal. I've talked to on that deal says he's – they say the same thing. Different people not talking to each other, as far as I know. Two, a lot of different answers? Well, they all say he's got a lot of people in his ear. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, again, and for Arterio Morris, he went home for Easter and then came back and all of a sudden he's transferring. Yeah. Like, and then I keep hearing, well, he's got a lot of people in his ear. Well, okay, then that's people saying, you get, you know, you didn't get to play enough this year. Should have been playing and more. Again, and this yeah. isn't a negative on Arterio. I, wish, we, I think we wish the best for him if he wants to change the scenery. You know, he wants uh, a different opportunity. Like he visited. But I thought, I thought this would be a year for him to really get way more playing time. Agreed. And, and really a lot of playing time. And his skill set was pretty doggone good. You know, we saw in games, you know, we, we just never saw enough minutes from him. How many minutes can you have with all the guards that they had well, last year? So let's put this for Arterio Morris. When he committed, he was part of that, you know, Chris Beard's last recruiting class at Texas. He was one of the, the shiny pieces to it. And then Marcus Carr returned. Right. And Tyrese Hunter transferred in. There you go. And then really late in the game last summer, Jabari Rice committed from New Mexico State. Well, Hard to get time there. Yeah, a guy thinking, oh, I'm going to get a lot of minutes here. Well, now all of a sudden all the minutes are going to more experienced players in Carr, Hunter, and Jabari Rice, which you had to do for the good of the team. 
And Arterio would come in for 10, 12 minutes a game, and you know we saw him with some great moments, also some rough moments. But I'm assuming that maybe he thought he was going to play a little bit more. Well, I, I think when when Hunter was struggling, he probably thought he should be playing more at that time. Yeah, or thought he would be playing more as a yes. freshman. And then he goes home, and people are like, man, I thought you were going to play a lot more. Uh, either way. Um, and Hunter became really valuable at the end of the season, or right, you right. Know, right when they were making their run. But it's also what the portal's about in my mind. If sure. a kid is uncomfortable in a spot or – you know, he came here to play for Chris Beard. Now he's playing for Rodney Terry. There's just a change there. I don't know. It, it, it's up to him. And uh, and if you're Rodney Terry, you're like, you know what? If, but he if, hasn't gone off to, to Mississippi, no, he can't. has he? Not yet. He visited Kansas. Uh, he's doing his visits. I haven't heard anything on definitive on where Arterial Morris may Interesting. land. It says, uh, Traymond Mark left Houston. Yeah, that's, that's the kid, man. He was really impressive. Lanky, mm-hmm. uh, athletic, big guard who's going to go to Arkansas and play for... Uh, Says Lampton went to Colorado. Colorado. Speaking of Colorado. He should be playing for their football team because they're tiny. I want to hear your thoughts on that. They're little guys. I I did not get to see the Colorado spring game with the snow on the ground at at the the field there. Uh, We'll also talk Alabama's spring game because they wrap theirs up. They've got a debate at quarterback for sure with the Crimson Tide, who the Longhorns play week two. And uh, we'll also get a Craig Way report this hour, salacious gossip, your blitz. It's being on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Big wheels for sure. I was out there in it, but I drove to Dallas and back this weekend for a uh, wedding. Hoofing it up there, I-35. 35. 35. 35 is, i got to tell you, even in the downtown Dallas now, it's very nice. Very nice, smooth ride on there. Oh, man, they got this express lane. We, we stayed downtown because we were going to the uh, Shishi wedding. Very nice wedding. Oh, Good friend of ours, so daughter. you thought you'd big time it in the express lane for we the Lake Shakur. We're big time in it. We, we, let's just say our son got married last November and it didn't look like. Ours was very nice, intimate, beautiful. You went but, to one that was chic. Well, I mean, my man, they do well. And he's a super guy and a super family. Couldn't be nicer. And we had a great time. So, yeah, but we stayed downtown because that's where the reception was, was downtown. And, uh, oh, you stayed up in the high rise, huh? Well, we didn't want to stay too far from where we were going to be. No days in. And it was like there? it was like a night wedding. So no six nights o'clock, in. Six o'clock. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the Hilton Garden Inn. In oh, Dallas, there you go. Very nice. But getting there, man, you get on this. You done this tie where you get on the express line there coming in, and uh, you got dropped us off right on Commerce Street. Didn't even have a car to deal with. No, I haven't. I mean, that is an easy trip these days. Ty's got to get up wood. there and get his car this week. And y'all take the express line. And we're getting that car this week, aren't we, Ty? Yeah, yeah, and we'll be going to the TCU Texas series up there. There you so go. Hopefully, they pick it up before then. Good stuff, right there. Yeah, I was, it was a good time. Though. I Great was wedding. staggering myself over the weekend by hitting my head in the car door, and I'm still trying to get the S2 test or whatever it is and see how if I can replay <laughs> your cognitive how that how that happened to you, me. You cut like the tip of the door. You closed on your own head. I, I just I can't figure out. It had. I was getting ready going to Seven Eleven, so it was on the way in. So. I think did you, my left did you side run works into back. it, or did you hit it? As I it hit closed? the tip of the the point know, at the that top. Hurts. Oh yeah, that hurt because I got a little hole in my forehead right here, and it started. You know, those head wounds started to bleed, so I'm bleeding down my eye. I don't have anything to kind of wipe it, and I'm thinking, you can't go into seven like that. Black dude running into Seven Eleven with blood coming down. There's sure going to be a phone call up in here, or a shot or something. But what happened? What happened? But I can't figure it out. I'm trying to replay it, Ty. It, it wasn't getting into the car. It was before I went into 7-Eleven that I was bleeding from the forehead. And I hit that tip. I think my left side, as I open up the door, works a lot slower than that door really going out. So I, 
I just kind of moved it out, and then I thought, bam, left side is ready to go. But when I hit that uh, door, you, this is confusing. I'm, I'm still trying have to, to look see. At some it. I, CCTV I know. footage to see how this. Yeah, happened. we didn't see it on tape. Why don't it, you go to the Seven Eleven? See if they have some, oh, some see cameras. If the, see if they have the cameras. Oh man, we that go viral. Know, it's, look it, at this old black dude. It, it didn't just door hurt. His head. <laughs> it made me dizzy. I mean, I got. I went to a. I love this. I went to a. When that thing hit me, I was like little days. Like stars. Around I sat your head. back down in the seat and said, "Hey, first of all, find yourself something to wipe your head off with the blood coming down." And then my wife was trying to replay that with me. She couldn't quite replay it either. I, I'm like, how did I do this? How, did, how does my head get to the tip of that door there? No question. Well, I need to get the video evidence of that. That'd I'm going to go to 7-Eleven. You think I can ask for that? You think they would They would come with the camera? Would they show me? Can't hurt it. Yeah, for insurance purposes. Trying to figure out what insurance the heck happened. Pur- yeah, for Medicare purposes. Also, good, bad, and ugly on this uh, Monday, I would say that wedding. It was pretty cool. This was, it, was, it was a very fun wedding, and the reception was great. went till nearly midnight. But at the, the open bar, obviously, yeah, this incredible band, <laughs> like twelve piece band with like five lead singers and a horn section. They were awesome, and uh, but so at one point they took a break, and at that point, so here's the deal: so the bride is a UT grad, and both mom and dad UT. Okay, groom Aggie, Aggie. So she married a Texas A&M graduate who's a super nice guy. Well, you can't get everything right, and so and and the dad I know well, and he's like. You know, and he's a good kid. I like him. He went to AM, that's his only only knock. But so right there in the middle of the reception, they fire up the Aggie War him. And everybody runs to the stage and they start doing the swaying and the whoops and all did the Aggies. Did they bend over and everything? They did all of it. No. All of it. A big they, circle. They're around each other. Big circle. Come on, da, man. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's no. And so then of course I'm looking at the dad and I'm like, Really? And he goes, we just let them go first. And then, of course, right after that, here oh, comes boy. the Texas fight song. It was really cool and reminds you how much fun it's going to be when they get back to playing again in football because those, those, those young people don't even know. They don't even know what this game's going to be like when they get back to playing at Kyle Field and here in Austin again starting next season. So, you know, get through this year. Looking forward to that. Win, um, win the conference. But on the, uh, the Texas – or the college football conversation, because on this Monday we're recapping some college football news because Alabama had their spring game over the weekend. We talked to our buddy Chris Level in Lubbock. Texas Tech had theirs off an 8-5 and five season. Uh, our last hour, Tyler McComas, talking about Oklahoma coming off a 6-7 and seven season, how their spring went and spring game. Several people, like you got to see the Colorado spring game that they had yeah, to clean the snow snowing, off the man. field. How about this? Several people have said they look like a high school team. You said they're not very big. No, they they do. They're interior. I mean, they're they're building from the outside in, not from the inside out. They're not. I I, I think when when Dion came in there, you know, bombastic, and you guys better get better, or hey, some of you're going to be you in the better portal. Get gone. Guess who got going? The the offensive and defensive linemen, because they're left with no one. I mean, they have some skill guys that are still thin, and you know it. it well, let me let me it, say. They just they it, they look like. They look like they have some really decent it's, athletes. It's a, a first-year coach trying to change a team that went 1-11 last year, right? Yes. So let's start with that. But much like we saw, you know, national narratives are ridiculous because they don't really cover the team. They don't really know much. Like last week when we came in here and the national narrative was, Arch isn't any good. How, how is he not beating out Quinn Ewers and all this stuff? It's like, do you guys even pay attention? Uh, but at, uh, let's just say at Colorado, let's expect that team to have a, have a struggle this year. Well, yeah, well, I do, size-wise. Just strength-wise, they look very— well, and, and it's just a new new staff, new team. Sure. And how about this? So they had the spring game on ESPN at Colorado, and the best player in the game, Montana Lemonis, Lemionis, the receiver, he's in the portal. He's gone. And the freshman receiver, Chase Soul, joining him. 
And then the, a four-star cornerback is decommitted coming off of that spring game, which was the national story. Now, is it because it was too damn cold and it's snowing in April? I don't know. Or did, or did you look out and say, hey, those are Pop Warner kids playing college football. I don't know the reason. So, But let's just expect Deion Sanders to have some normal— Well, that was the number one class coming out of the portal, allegedly. Some normal first-year struggles. Every first-year coach is not the same, right? People, you know, Steve Sarkeesian came in, didn't like the look of the team, right? They were too small up front. They were too big and slow at receiver. It was not his team. The quarterback play was was built around a running quarterback. Uh, he didn't want any of that. So he had to build the, the program in his likeness. It's taken three years. Now the expectation for Sark is if you don't win sure. the Big 12, it's a bad year. First couple of years, I think you could build in some some reasons why. You know, Sonny Dykes took over at TCU, and it was the most experienced team in the Big 12 with seniors everywhere. He New message, new coaching staff, new ideas, uh, taking over for Gary Patterson. And, of course, they went 12-0 and and, you know, played for the national championship. Yes, and I bet you they will double their winnings from last year. Or won one damn game. Well, they probably will. But let's not get to the middle of the season and people say, well, Deion Sanders can't coach. Look, Deion Sanders can't coach. Because, you know, that'll happen. If they if they stumble and they're, you know, two and four football team, well, I, I think based on it, that would be when about you, right. You to me, that's, over a well, to me like that's about right. If you say they're they're two and four to start or one and four to start, I can understand. Well, they, because they they're, they're still going to play teams like if they're playing Washington physically, they'll just they'll turn around. Washington will wear them out. Yeah. Washington is one of the oldest teams in the country. Yes, with a sixth year quarterback. USC will wear them out. Well, the guess who they open the season with? TCU. In TCU can get their first win right there. <laughs> right. And that's going to be a nationally televised game. It'll be one of the biggest week games of, of week one. And, you know, Sunday, but we know I'll this. say this it'll be a long season for TCU if they don't get that one, E. Oh, for sure. But, uh, yes, uh, after what you said. And again, what we don't know is how many of the guys on the interior weren't playing, who was out for injury precautions. That's not your full roster typically. So let's not jump too far. But at the same time, yes, I, I expect Deion Sanders, when you're completely flipping around a roster, Steve Sarkeesian could tell you it's not, it's not simple. Uh, and they're going to. I'm be just some saying bad what time. I saw. There was it just. I'm I'm just saying from the, the physical standpoint or, or what they're I looked at. It just it's it won't. When you see it with your eyeballs, you're going to go wow. Well, I'm assuming for Deion Sanders, this isn't doesn't look like the team he wants, right? Just like Sark had. Oh. This isn't the team I'm looking. This isn't my team. I'm going to work with these guys, but at the same time, we if we want to go where we want to go to the SEC and win Big Twelve championships, we got to change a lot of what we do. Yeah, but when they dipped in the portal and they were the number one team grabbing guys out of the portal, I was thinking they got to have some defensive linemen and offensive. So got, it's a they lot got of pulled. skill players. I, it's it's a bunch of skill players. And his own son playing quarterback who can play. He can throw it. He can but, shuck it. But you know, you get lines of scrimmage still win football games, and physicality still wins football oh. games. Uh, I would say that. I would also say, you know, Sonny Dykes, who I said his bigger challenge is going to be this year, where he inherited a really deep and talented veteran team, and he did a great job hiring the right coaches and installing the right offense and defense. And Max Duggan played, you know, his career year. Credit all to Sonny. Well, this year he's got to replace his best player at every position. Yeah, every and, position. And I mean, and Alabama's going to struggle. They're trying to find a quarterback for Bryce Young. They're going to, you know, and you can tell what they're going to do is they're going to just try to turn around and hand it off well, and get back into some of that old Alabama type of football where they just well, remember ha- they uh, have to do it right away. What we can glean from the Alabama spring game is Tommy Reese is the new defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator coming in from Notre Dame. Tight ends are going to be a big part of what they do. Yes. Tight end and running the ball. Well, they're going to see what Georgia did and say, hey, we got to do some of yeah. this stuff. Of the 24 passes caught in the spring game Saturday, in the, of the 24 passes caught in the first half of their spring game, 34% of them went to tight ends. 34% to tight ends. Uh, they're going to use the tight end. And then when they threw it to receivers at Alabama on Saturday, 
They had a bunch of drops again. Remember last year they couldn't? Jermaine Jermaine Burton had two drops. He's back on seven targets. Isaiah Bond, who's their young freshman uh, razzle-dazzle guy, he had two catches on six targets. He only caught two of them. So that's a name to watch. The star of the spring game on offense for them was likely this freshman running back named Justice Haynes. He is a five-star kid out of Buford, Georgia. He's going to be, you know, Texas has their C.J. Baxter. Freshman, Alabama's got a kid named Justice Haynes running the ball and a stable of running backs, as you know. The quarterback debate buck will be between Jalen Milrow, the Texan, one-time Longhorn commitment. He threw for uh, 245 yards and two touchdowns, but also threw two bad picks, two bad interceptions. The other quarterback's a kid named Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson, who's competing with Milrow for the job. It's an open competition, according to Nick Saban. Milrow is the assumed favorite because he has played, mm-hmm. but a lot of people think Simpson may. And again, you have a brand-new offensive coordinator in Tommy Reese to decide from. So that's where Alabama is. And, of course, they're going to be able to play defense. They, their defense looked good, and they didn't have Dallas Turner or Chris Braswell right. both off the edges. They didn't play in that game. Because they didn't want him to wreck the damn spring game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And we saw Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell last year give the Longhorns all kinds of problems. That Those are two dudes you're going to have to – to pay attention to, but you know they're not going to show you much. Tight ends a big part of it. Tommy Reese, the new OC, that's going to be either a good thing or bad, right? Sark and Texas go to Tuscaloosa week two. They know who they are. They know what their offense is. Continuity on their coaching staff. Bama, new coordinators on both sides. New quarterback, oh, for sure. That's not Bryce Young, who you know won the game for them. Bryce Young won the game for Alabama yes, he here did. last year when things weren't going well. He told Bill O'Brien to, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it from here. I'll take it from here, coach. You got me the ball back two and, minutes ago. I'm good. You know, we I'm saw, in at thirty. I'm ready. We saw the special trait. And really, for the whole fourth quarter, you go back. They had struggled. Texas' defense was playing phenomenal, and Bryce Young said, "Oh, I'll, I'll figure this out, Coach O'Brien. Let me go." And he did, and they won that game by a point. Uh, so there's the Bama thought, the Colorado thought. Coming up next hour, Buck, we're going to check in to, up in Waco. With our man Craig Smoke, Baylor had their spring game for Dave Aranda. His thoughts on where they are with uh, Blake Shapin at quarterback and coming off, of course, the three seasons so far for Dave Aranda have been a you know, Jekyll and Hyde. They were terrible year one, won the Big 12 year two, and then right. dropped back down to a you know pretty bad team last year at Baylor. We will check in with uh, Craig Smoke next hour as we recap springs and spring games. Coming up, though, load up the Blitz on a Monday, 447-3776. Also a little gossip in there. Uh, but first... You know it's Craig Way. It's time for the Craig Way Sports Report. Now, here's Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip. It's brought to you by the icy cold Frosty Bud Lights, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas Exes, and the Texas OU game. And, uh, Buck, we've got plenty of gossip here, including, you see, we'll get into this more coming up top of the hour. You, you, do you watch the show Ted Lasso? I do. Ty, you watch Ted Lasso? I watched the first season. Have you seen what's actually happening with uh, the, the team Wrexham? Wrexham yeah. in mm-hmm. the UK. What an unbelievable story! You know Ryan Reynolds, the actor, and his Rob, partner Rob McElhaney, yeah, the, they, the creator of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, they bought that team, and now they've been elevated. Like they've they've moved up. It's the best part about soccer. Right. And when your the teams system. can move up like you know, that. You, you, can, you can make a club with your boys at the bar, and you could, in theory, make it to the Premier League. Yeah, you could, in theory. That's like the U.S. Open in golf, right? You, mm-hmm. In theory, you could win the U.S. Open, the 10-cup thing. Uh, but in soccer, it's a team sport. But, yes, you can be promoted and then relegated. If you're watching Ted Lasso, obviously, that's part of this season as they've been promoted. Uh, earn their way, though. They don't, you know, 
teams that aren't performing get kicked down and teams that are performing get kicked up. And that's a cool story. We'll get you more on that coming up with uh, Ryan Reynolds, heartthrob, Hollywood actor kind of guy who's uh, doing good things with that team outside, what is it, not far from Liverpool, I believe, and Wrexham. Not, not Wrexham Tech, Buck. Not Wrexham, not Wrexham Tech. Red Raiders. It's Wrexham with an X. How about this from Gossip? Ahead of your blitz, load it up, 447-3776. Today is National Pig in a Blanket Day. You a fan of the pigs in a blanket? Sausage wrapped up? I'm good with that. Kolaches for sure. Does that yeah. count? I think so. I think yes. I think yes on that. I'm good. I think anything out of the pigs usually pretty good. I mean, bacon, money, pork chops, damn good. I was got pork chop on Friday, Ty, over there at uh, Perry's. Oh, man. Was it good? Tore it up. Did you? Food, awesome. food coma? Yeah. There's <laughs> some taters with it? Some mashed potatoes. Oh. Got some uh, applesauce. Some Brussels sprouts. Oh, my goodness. No room. I'm usually a dessert guy, but there was no room. I, again, I'm back to asking the question, who is the agent for Brussels sprouts? I saw someone order a pizza over the weekend with Brussels sprouts in oh, the topping. What no, are we doing? No. It's really just, it's like... So at Perry's, it's like sweet sriracha sauce, like soy sauce on top. I think it's, it's more about the sauce than it is the Brussels sprouts. I'm always I'm weird enough like, about the applesauce with it. Am I wrong? Like 10 years ago, no one even knew what a Brussels sprout was. Now it's like headliner on every menu. The Brus- the, the applesauce, part of the pork shop. Ooh, that, that's, that's just what, a part of it. That, that's what seals the deal sauce. for me. It does seal the deal for me, too. Been Would you doing do this that forever. You know, you and I have had good debates on the show of how tall or not tall you are over yeah, time. Five foot nine and some I still change. love the measurements you had with Shaka Smart and Charlie Strong. Who's taller? Who's like you? It, on both of them, I could eat a two-course meal no, off the top couldn't. of their heads. It was very close. Eyelash. But you were taller. Thank you. Leg lengthening surgeries are becoming more common. Leg lengthening services, sh- surgeries. And it's as horrible as you think. For, about a, for around $100,000... You can have doctors break both of your legs, insert rods that lengthen them over several months. You're basically disabled. But here's a story of a 26-year-old guy who went from five foot seven to five foot ten. Every inch matters. Every inch matters. This is literally a South Park episode, by the way. It is? Yes. Can you even imagine doing that? No. You're literally a cripple the rest of your life to get three inches. Like, how insecure do you have to be about being Got a rod in your leg? How insecure do you have to be? But how do you have how do you have that kind of money and be that insecure? Like, from a rich family or something? You're just not, didn't live up to your nah, dad's expectations? I just go ahead and be short. Keep my money. I'd lengthen some other parts if I had the money to do it, maybe. I don't know. You know what I'm Tripods. saying? Tripods. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can, you can get a pill at the gas station that does yeah, that Yeah, there you right? go. Yeah. What is that, the extends pill? What do you think? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Stretch it out. That's hard. That's Black our Rhino. guy. What's up, gummy man? Where the blue chews? Yeah. <laughs> what the blue chews? Oh, man. I don't know. I couldn't imagine. Couldn't oh, my imagine. goodness. Uh, you... All right. Let's go to your blitz. It's your turn. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Here we go. First Blitzer, you're up. I got a message for Mr. David Pierce. How does it feel to smell that we swept you in a three-game series since 1988? And plus, Bucky, my OU football team's coming after the Shorthorns. They this is OU, Mark. They suck. Next Blitzer, you're up. Thank God for that leaked sports report. Otherwise, you guys would have to talk about the broom 
that OU busted out on your boys. We wow. talked about it. We, we did. talked about it. Next blitzer, you're up. That surgery uh, for the leg. Does that work for the third leg? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But do you really want a rod anywhere near that? Three feet. Next blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes, sir. Did I hear E correctly report that at the wedding there was two wedding crashers? The cowboy coach, Mofatty, with Lumpy Luca, <laughs> no. and they were tearing up the buffet line? No, they did not crash the wedding. Next Blitzer, you're up. Right people. You're up. Yeah, hey, uh, I extended my rod over the weekend. <laughs> this is Pastor Smasher. Sure you did, Smasher. Thank you. Shut it down! By the way, to the Blitzer. Far be it for me to correct a blitzer. But the, the story we talked about with CJ Stroud was not a leaked story. It was part of a pretty well-researched report by one of the best in the business. So uh, this is not like leaking stories to go after CJ Stroud. It was a story about the evaluation of quarterbacks by Bob McGinn of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, pretty good stuff. Numerous teams do that testing now. Yeah, they all do it. And if you read the Bob McGinn story from last Thursday, it takes you behind the scenes and it's become the go-to evaluator, piece of Evaluation. They don't do wonderlick tests anymore, but and certainly for quarterbacks, uh, it's something to be paid attention to. And it does make the C.J. Stroud story make a little bit more sense uh, that maybe he's sliding in some drafts, uh, and that would be a big reason why. We'll talk about it more coming up. Also, more on the Longhorn baseball team. First time in 25 years they've been swept by the Sooners. That was ugly. And uh, also, we'll check in at Waco, Buck. Our buddy Craig Smoke on the Baylor Smoke. spring and spring game. How did they look? Looking to get back up and you know, get back to the, you know playing for the Big 12 championship as they did two seasons ago. Be any on the horn.